Gitin Perk Dalid Mishnah base two four. The Mishnah continues to discuss things on which one may write a get. It says Ein Kosvin Lakarka. One may not write a get on something which is still attached to the ground, like for example that olive leaf while it was still attached to the tree. And the reason why, as we said before, because the Pasuk says the Kasavla Sefer Krisus Venasam Biyada, you'll write this bill of severance and put it in her hand, but which you understand that it has to be that immediately upon its completion of writing, it can be handed over to her without another intermediate step, i.e. the cutting off the tree, etc. Kasvul B'mechubar, says the Mishnah, if one wrote it on something which is attached to the ground, and then Talasho, V'chasamo, and then one detached it, and I'll translate assigned it, V'nasnola, and then he gives it to the wife, Kasher, that is valid. Now, obviously, this part of the Mishnah contradicts what we said before. We just said you can't write it. Now he's saying you can write it on something which is attached to the ground. So the Mishnah explains what we're talking about here is there are two parts to the get. We said this before. The first part is called the Toref, and that has the specifics regarding his name and her name, etc. And the second is the Tofes, that is the standard form, which is the legal yada yada, which appears equally as sort of a boilerplate on all Gitten. So the meaning of this Mishnah is, if one wrote the second part first on, let's say, the leaf, which is still attached to the tree, leaving space for the toref, but he wrote the tofes, and then he detaches it, and then he fills in the essential parts called the toref, that reveal the details, so bidyevid, after the fact, that will be kosher. Now, the way to understand the word v'chasmo, which could mean it's signed, so... There are there is that machlokas that pervades throughout the whole sect, like I said before, according to Mayor, it's the Ede Chasima, the witnesses who sign on the document which are Karsi, which make it effective. And that would be then a simple reading of this Mishnah. However, uh, we should learn the Mishnah like Rabbi Lazar, that's the halacha, and that's ostensibly how the Tanaka uh, the Mishnah here learns it. So when it says Chasmo, it doesn't mean according to Belazar and the Halacha that it was signed, but it actually was completed, meaning that the the Torah was filled in. Why would that be called the chasmo? So the same kind of way when we have the blessings of the Shemona Esrei, so each bracha ends with its chasima, um, which doesn't mean its signature, of course, it means its concluding essential bracha. So so to here, the concluding essential part, called the toref, is what's added in. And then venosnol, then he gives it to her, then it's kosher, because at least Bidyevid, although one started writing it pro- improperly on the tree, since the get became a get while it was already detached, and then he handed it to her, and it's the handing over that's witnessed by two witnesses. It's those witnesses, the Ede Mesira, which are Karsi, the two witnesses who observe the get being handed to her, which effect the divorce. So therefore, at least Bidyevid will be kosher. Um, so the Chachila one couldn't, but Bidyevid, if one started writing the Toref, but then detached it before into the Tofes, that would be acceptable. Rabbi Yehuda Posel, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you can't do that. It has to be that it was um, written entirely, the ksiva meaning the tofes, and the chasiva meaning the toref, how we're learning it here, and while it was detached from the tree. The reason why he says that's true even by the evidence is because if we let people start writing it while attached to the tree, in uh, subsequent they'll mislearn it and they will think it's also okay to write the toref while it's still attached to the tree, and that is not the case. Um, so the halacha is l'charchila, one certainly should not write it while it's attached to the tree, but by the evidence if one did um, write at least the Torah while attached and then detach it and then wrote the tof excuse me, wrote the tofes while it was still attached to the tree and then detach it and then wrote the Torah that would be um, a kosher get 
bidiyevet. Rivurba Mesera Omer, Ein Kosvin Lo Alhaniyar Hamachuk, Vololha Diftera, Mipnei Shehu Yachol Lehizdayef. According to Rivurba Mesera, one cannot write a get on a material which is um, easily lends itself to being forged, meaning that you could essentially um, erase some kind of conditions that have been put inside the get, um, and people wouldn't be able to tell that had been that had been done. Same goes for the signatures. The Chum say, yes, you can. Now, the reason why is as follows. According to Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, he holds, like Rabbi Meir, that it's the Ede Chasima, the signatures that effectuate the get, that's put there by the witnesses, and therefore, you have to make sure this witness, this get can't be forged. And if you write an material which could be forged, you could erase things and then change them, and no one would know the difference, so then you would have an unreliable document, and that can't work. According to the Chachamim and the Halacha, it's the Eide Mesira which are Karsin, like Rabbi Lazar. It's about witnessing the handing over of the get. And therefore, even if the get hypothetically had been tampered later on, that wouldn't necessarily make it invalid. Um, because if the woman has her get contested and she goes to bed, then she can't just show the get anyways to prove she's divorced. She needs to find the witnesses and get them to corroborate that she received this get. That being the case, that's what she needs to worry about. And then there's just a question of the witnesses remembering any conditions that might have been in the get in the first place. As far as the technical words of the Mishnah, so um, niar, although we always translate it as paper, like modern Hebrew, in the time of the Mishnah really meant something like papyrus. Um, and machuk means that it had been erased before. So the idea is that in the time of Chazal, and really I think till quite recent times, people um, would not waste paper, and they would even reuse it. So if this papyrus had writing on it, and you could scratch off and use it a second time, so that would be, that's what people did. Um, but if it's near machuk, if it's seen, clearly it's had erasures done, so you can't tell when these erasures happened. Was it before or after the get was written? Has this get been altered? You just won't know. So according to Rabbi Yudu Masera, that's going to be a big problem, because he needs the document stand in of itself, because of the Eide Chasima issue. Same goes with Diftera. Um, Diftera is... Um, a hide, an animal hide that's um, not fully been processed. So when you take an animal hide, there are like three separate stages that go on to convert it from being just a raw hide um, off the back of an animal to being a, a cloth, a parchment. So in the first stage, when it's bef- the first stage is called maliach, it's salted. So prior to salting, the hide is called just matzah, like the same word as like the matzah we know Pesach, um, which is used just for like, say like if you want to put like a, a weight to like a like a plummet, you know, for a weight, you want to protect it because the lead is soft, you put it in like a matzah. Then you do, after the salting maliach, it's called um, chaifa, which is the Mishnah and Shabbos talks about, like, you know, big enough to make a kamiya, some kind of amulet or something to protect whatever's inside, you know, the cloth that's inside. So you make the chaifa, and then after you take the chaifa and you do um, kamiyach, you um, like dry it out further in in uh, flour, so it becomes diftera. Diftra is still missing that third stage, but at that point, um, you could write a get if you wanted to. After Diftra comes the next stage called Afitz, which you, you process it with um, like gall nut, and at that point it becomes like kind of shiny, and it's called cloth. At that point, you can't forge it anymore. It, wouldn't, it would be clear that you've it's smooth, and you'd clearly you've sort of scratching on it. And cloth, of course, is used for, you know, writing uh, to fill in mezuzahs, etc. Okay, so the point is Diftra can be altered, and... That therefore is a problem according to Rabbi Yehudim Masira, not the Chacham, because they hold that it's all about Ede Masira. Um, that being the case, 
while the Chum would say this isn't just a machlokas that applies to Gitin, it could also apply to other um, shtaros that are for kiyom as opposed to burer. So same would go, of course, for uh, a bill of emancipation, you know, the, the shechur, or even like if you're giving a gift of a piece of property um, to effect it. Um, but even the Chum would agree with Rehubim Sarah that other kinds of contracts, you know, just like an IOU or just a deed to sell a building or something, that certainly could not be written on Diftra or near Machuk because those are subject to fraud. And then if you could forge the documents, then, of course, you couldn't use it for beer. You couldn't use it as a evidence to confirm what the agreement was. And he says, which cannot be altered.